All right, how's everybody doing? Good. Um, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm really not going to preach. I feel like the Lord has given me more of a prophetic promise to declare over us as a house, as a people. Um, and we're going to be going through Jeremiah 31. You can turn there. Um, but I just want to give a little bit of context as to why I feel like the Lord led me into Jeremiah 31 um, for this morning. Um, many of us in the room have recently joined into what God has been planting here for years. Um, but I feel like I need to give you a little bit of a picture as to where we have come, those of us that have been in this for a little while, where we have come from, even to be at the point that we are now, because I feel like the Lord has given a lot of prophetic promises and even like a blueprint out of Jeremiah 31 with how we can shape and also like mold ourselves to the word of the Lord as us as a people. How do we give ourselves to the house, the Father's house here in Orlando as a people um, with Yes, individual calls, individual um, words from the Lord to bring us here, but yet now that has to mesh in as a body, as a people, and how do we go from that for this? And so it's interesting just even hearing Mike um, coming up to share what he shared because I feel like once we have a clear revelation and a clear revealing of that revelation, we can then grasp the word a little bit tighter and take ownership the way he's calling us to take ownership. Um, but we've journeyed as a people for um, many years, um, the Lord obviously began, how many years ago is it now? Six, seven years. Um, you know, we started this. Um, we've walked through many seasons of growth and maturity together. Um, many of us that came had a clear word from the Lord um, to come and to plant and to be here as a body, as a people with what the Lord has been doing. Um, and I, I feel like even as we've been in the process, um, many of us, that the Lord has brought revelation and rest in many different ways to our hearts. It even helped like, guide those that the Lord is still bringing. Um, I feel like he's allowed some of us to journey because there's more that are coming. And so that's why I feel like it's so important. Like we're here from a word. I hope, I hope we all feel like we have a word from the Lord to be planted here, um, to be rooted here. Because if you don't have a word, it's hard to actually settle in. Um, because it always leaves your heart kind of wondering, like, am I supposed to be here? Should I really go all in? Can I trust them? Um, if God has asked you to be here, you can trust him. Um, if God has asked you to be here, you can go all in and watch him begin to work and do what he's called you to do while you're here. Um, but I'm going to read Jeremiah 31. I'm going to read all of it. Um, not all of it. 1 through 26. Um, <clears throat> but it was interesting because at the end of 26, we'll, we'll read through all of it, but at the end of 26, it says that Jeremiah, as he awoke and looked, that he said, my sleep has been pleasant to me. Um, and so this is what I'm talking about. Rest is pleasant when revelation is revealed. Um, and I feel like in the beginning days, we had a revelation of what God said, um, but it took a journey of maturing and growth together that actually allowed the word to settle in and plant us and root us here in order to come into a place of rest where it's like we can really rest in this. We can really allow the Lord to do what he's doing. Um, Sue, I just pray that this morning that our eyes would be open to revelation. If that's okay, like I just want to pray that. 
Um, God, I thank you this morning, um, Lord, that we all have been called and purposed to be here by you and by your word. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you do desire us all to be in a place where we can rest in the revelation, um, not just personally, but Lord, as a people corporately together. Um, God, where we wouldn't just be wrestling for our own benefit, but God, we would wrestle on behalf of a people, Lord, to see what you are building and doing. Because God, we know that you're calling a bride to yourself, Lord, that you're desiring to draw all of your people to yourself, Lord, so that you can receive what you're worthy of. And so, God, I pray this morning, if there's anybody that is wrestling in this moment of unrest, Lord, if there's anybody wrestling in the wandering of their hearts, Lord, in any particular way in life, whether it is personal or whether it is having to do with here, being here with this body as a people, God, I pray that today, Lord, that your words would be like honey to our souls. Lord, I pray that you would bring healing, Lord, to our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would begin to continue to form us, God, into what you've asked us and called us to be as a people. Lord, that you would help us to find rest in the revelation, Lord, to be able to really dig our heels in and begin to do the work, Lord, that you've called us to. And so, Lord, we're thankful from where we've come from. Lord, we thank you for the growth and maturity that's already come. But, Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do in days to come. And so, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you've given us hope for a future, Lord, that you've given us something to cling to that's beyond ourselves. And so, Lord, we thank you this morning for being in our midst, Lord. I thank you this morning, Holy Spirit, for bringing revelation and truth to our hearts through your word. I pray that even as we read the words, Lord, that you would begin to do something, that you would stir something, that you would quicken something in us, Lord, that would last. And so we love you, Jesus, in your name. Amen. So I'm going to read through all of Jeremiah 31, 1 through 26, and then I'm going to kind of go back, and I really want to hit on a couple of verses. I feel like the Lord has given, a, given me five key points that really kind of shape who we are as a people. Um, what's interesting is I feel like when we receive a word, like we receive God's word, there's a revelation of what he said, but then it's so easy to take our expectation and to like begin to attach it around his word. And it's funny because I feel like in Jeremiah, we know in Jeremiah 1, it says that he's watching over his word to perform it. But I feel like at times, and again, I'm, I feel like I'm prophetically declaring some things. I feel like at times we wrestle through the words that we receive from the Lord because we feel like we need to take Jeremiah 1 and say that the Lord is watching over his word to perform it. But yet we get antsy because we wonder why, like, why am I frustrated that the Lord is not performing his word yet? But I feel like we take our expectations and we build it like a barrier, around what his word has said. And I feel like the Lord this morning wants to free us from our expectations because we watch our expectations, but the Lord is watching his word. Um, so I just feel like even those of you that may be here that have been in a frustrating season, it's been like, Lord, you've said something. Lord, I know you've called me to something, but what I see doesn't necessarily look like what you've said. I just want to free you even here. Like, let the Lord begin to do something in your heart where you say, God, you can take all of the expectations, all of the things that I thought, all the perceived ideas that I thought you were going to do, and Lord, just perform your word. Whatever that looks like, however it comes forth, Lord, perform your word. And I know that's what our heart's cry is for the Father's house in Orlando. Um, whenever we started, we didn't feel like we had a certain specific way that we were going to see it. The Lord gave us a blueprint. He gave us foundational things to live by. But it wasn't necessarily that we knew that in June, well, April, 
showers bring May flowers, May and June, that we were going to have an influx of over 70 people come in. It's not like we foresaw that. We just knew what the word of the Lord was. So I just want to free you, like, let go of the expectations and allow God to just work and perform his word. Um, all right, Jeremiah 31.1. Israel's mourning turned to joy. At that time, declares the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. This is what the Lord says. The people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel, when it finds its rest. The Lord appeared to him long ago saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you out with kindness. I will build you again and you will be rebuilt, virgin of Israel. You will take up your tambourines again and go out to the dances of the revelers. Again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The planters will plant and will enjoy the fruit. From there will be a day when watchmen on the hills of Ephraim call out, Arise and let's go up to Zion to the Lord our God. For this is what the Lord says, Sing aloud with joy for Jacob and be joyful with the chief of the nations. Proclaim, give praise, and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. Behold, I am bringing them from the north country, and I will gather them from the remote parts of the earth. Among them, those who are blind and those who are limp, the pregnant women and she who is in labor together. They will return here as a great assembly. They will come with weeping, and by pleading, I will bring them. I will lead them by streams of waters on a straight path on which they will not stumble. For I am a father to Israel, and Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of the Lord, you nations, and declare it in the coastlands far away. And say, he who scattered Israel will gather him, and he will keep him as a shepherd keeps his flock. For the Lord has ransomed Jacob and redeemed him from the hand of him who was stronger than he. They will come out, shout, shouts for joy on the heights of Zion, and they will be radiant over the bounty of the Lord, over the grain, the new wine, the oil, and over the young of the flock and the herd. And their life will be like a watered garden, and they will never languish again. Then the virgin will rejoice in the dance, and the young men and the old men together, for I will turn their mourning into joy and comfort them and give them joy for their sorrow. I will refresh the souls of the priests with abundance, and my people will be satisfied with my goodness, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, lamenting and bitter weeping. Rachel is weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children because they are no more. But this is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. And they will return from the land of the enemy because there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. And your children will return to their own territory. I have certainly heard Ephraim grieving. You have disciplined me, and I was corrected like an untrained calf. Bring me back that I may be restored, for you are the Lord my God. For after I turned back, I repented. And after I was instructed, I slapped my thigh. I was ashamed and also humiliated because I bore the shame of my youth. Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he a delightful child? Indeed, as often as I have spoken against him, I certainly still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I will certainly have mercy on him. Set up road marks for yourself. Place guideposts for yourself. Direct your mind to the highway, the way by which you went. Return, O virgin Israel, return to these your cities. How long will you waver, you rebellious daughter? For the Lord has created a new thing on earth. A woman will shelter a man. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. Once again, they will speak this word in the land of Judah and in its cities when I restore their fortunes. 
The Lord bless you, O place of righteousness, O holy hill. Judah, Judah and all its cities will live together in it, the farmers and those who travel with flocks. For I give plenty of water to the weary ones, and I refresh everyone who languishes. At this I awoke, and I looked, and my sleep had been pleasant to me. Um, I just wanted to read all of it because I feel like you can't take away like what the word of the Lord is in that. Um, but there are five key points that I feel like the Lord um, gave me this morning. And I want to go back and reference some of the scriptures. But there's five things that I feel like the Lord just wanted me to communicate to you that I feel like we're being shaped as a people. Um, the first one is the wilderness way. Um, the wilderness is not punishment. <laughs> And it's interesting because we as the, um, the church in the beginning days, the Lord really shaped us through the children of Israel's journey out of captivity um, and how they were led into the wilderness, but how like the Lord was trying to establish him as their God that wanted to see them um, directed as his people. But I feel like at times the idea of coming into even something like this, there is a process that we go through that leads us by way of the wilderness. Um, but I, what I feel like the Lord just wanted to say was the wilderness is not punishment. And if we can just have our perspective corrected at times of what the wilderness is, we can figure out that it's the way that the the Lord walks with us. We know that the Lord led Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days to establish him into what he was going to do. So I feel like as a people that there is things that the Lord has brought us out of. It's interesting because in verse two, it says that the people who survived the sword. So obviously it's speaking of the Israelites, the Lord delivered them out of what was bondage and captivity, what was left for them to die, but yet he sent them into the wilderness where there's grace there. But it's interesting because they complained and mumbled about the place that he led them to, but there's grace in the wilderness. And us as a people, I feel like we can identify with different places that we are in. And maybe some of us are in just a wilderness season as we've come into the work, as we've been in this place. But I just want to encourage you, the Lord has a way in the wilderness and has a work that he's performing and accomplishing in us if we would just surrender and yield to that process. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to complete the process that he brings you into. And there's grace there. There's peace and there's rest there. Um, so I just want to encourage you, if that's the season that you're in, if you are in a wilderness season, if you feel like there's drought, like there's, there's no rain, it's dry, just know that the Lord is doing something if you yield to it. Um, the next one is from captivity to community. Um, it says that um, in verse number three, it says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Um, therefore, I have drawn you out with kindness. So he draws us out of captivity and places us into community. Um, there's something beautiful to be grasped here. And it continues on, um, I will build you again and you will be rebuilt. Um, it's interesting because something that has to be rebuilt um, or built again is something that's been damaged or destroyed. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, even in our, our house church um, on our side, we were just talking about the process of deconstruction that some of us are in. Um, and I just even said, like, in the beginning days, like, there was a deconstruction process when the Lord has asked, asked us to give ourselves this way to a community, to a people, the wilderness way. The, there's a traveling of a tribe together. And when the Lord asked us, there was a real deconstruction phase. There was a real phase of rebuilding that he had to do just because of simply just 
the journeys that we've been on prior to, the, the journeys of captivity that he may have led us out of. Um, I know I, I was brought up in, you know, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a PK. So in the very structured Assemblies of God Church, it was amazing. It was beautiful. I had a beautiful upbringing. I don't have any complaints. But coming into this, when you're led into the wilderness and you're being asked to give your life to a community, community of people face-to-face, raw, vulnerable, real, it's interesting what comes out. There, there's walls, there's protections, but the Lord was like, no, I'm going to rebuild you. Um, I'm, these people are going to love you, and I'm going to rebuild you. But it's funny because I feel like I'm in another deconstruction phase. Like, here I am again. I feel like I'm being, you know, rebuilt once again. I've talked to Andrea about it multiple times. I'm like, I don't feel like I've ever graduated from the place of being built up again. But here he is. And I think that's the beautiful thing about of coming out of a place of captivity into community. If we could really give ourselves vulnerably in this world way that there's beautiful fruit that God is trying to plant in us. He's going to rebuild us um, because some of us have walked in with pains and hurts from prior seasons, from prior things that we've walked through. Or maybe, again, we've just had different mindsets, different things that we've thought about, different things that we've built before, and the Lord is wanting to rebuild it. So he's faithful to lead us into community. The community aspect is very important when he's leading us out of captivity. Um, You need people who are going to wrap their arms around around you and love you, who are going to speak truth and life over you, who are going to be there um, because he places the lonely into families. In Proverbs 68.6, it says he places the lonely into families and he leads prisoners into prosperity. So there's something of value that we once didn't have that now that we are in community together that we gain from one another. That's what the prosperity is. It's one another. Prosperity isn't riches and gold and all these things, but it's the Lord giving us a people to actually build and find a way of life with. We can, we can walk through the wilderness together because we can see each other face to face and we have the Lord in his presence. That's the beautiful thing about it. Um, so from captivity to community. Um, three is praise and planting. Um, I'll continue on. Um, You will take up your tambourines again and go out to the dances of the revelers. Again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. Samaria, The planters will plant and will enjoy the fruit. Um, Praise is an act of gratitude and approval of what God is doing. Um, It was so beautiful. Thank you, Covington and Jerry Lynn. Like, I just feel like, even as we were just sitting there and worshiping, I just felt like... It sometimes gets really weary in doing good, like the scripture tells us that. Like it gets, it gets weary when you're doing good, but yet in due season you will reap. And it's funny because praise is the gratitude and the approval. Like we actually have to approve to return to the camp with praise. So we actually have to take action to actually do something when it comes to praise. And I feel like, honestly, like even as we've been in the prayer room and even as we've gathered together, I know many different people in the room, like just what we've all been walking through. I know Mike and myself just this week alone has been really heavy and really hard for us. And it's so easy to allow yourself to get to a place where praise is is robbed from the Lord. Um, But if you would actually deposit praise, I promise you that he will allow you to reap. Like praise is necessary in saying like, God, I approve of what you are doing, regardless if I see it right now. Like you're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of my adoration. And I know that it's going to require a response.
months. They actually had to take up a tambourine and begin to march. So I just want to encourage you, if it's been a difficult season of worship, of praise, um, it's so necessary, even when we're considering the word of the Lord, if we can just let our hearts be aligned through praise, um, we get to see him rightly whenever we praise and we worship. Um, it's interesting because in Isaiah 61, it says, I take all off all of my heaviness and I put on the garment of praise. Like there's something about taking up and putting on praise that allows us to then ready the crops for planting. Um, so I feel like praise precedes planting. Um, if we want to plant, we need to go through a season of praise. Our hearts have to come detached from the heaviness. It has to come, like when you're traveling, like when the road is just the road, like when you're traveling the wilderness way, when you've come from captivity, now you're in community, like when you've just been going through life, sometimes it's really hard to praise, but praise is necessary for the planting. We actually have to begin to dig somewhere to allow seed to be sown to harvest what God is doing. So it says the planters will plant and they will enjoy the fruit. Tears are necessary, but so is praise. Psalms 126, 4 through 9. Those who sow with tears will reap a harvest. So I just want to say, like, continue to allow the Lord to shape praise um, to, in order to plant and continue the growth that he's desiring. Um, number four, watchmen and weepers. It says that, for there will be a day when watchmen on the hills of Ephraim call out, Arise and let's go up to Zion to the Lord our God, for this is what the Lord says. Sing aloud with joy for Jacob and be joyful with the chief of the nations. Proclaim and give praise once again and say, Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. It's funny because I feel like many of us have been watchmen. Um, and the watchman's position and their place is so important because they're watching for the enemy. They're watching for who's trying to come into the camp, the camp to disrupt what God is doing, to disrupt what's happening. They're, they're always watchful. They're always standing there on guard. But the beautiful thing is as we travel, it says that the watchman won't have to warn the people anymore. Um, and so there's something to say when we've come through a season when we've seen victory um, whenever we've come to a place where it's like, okay, God, regardless of what I'm going through, I'm going to praise you because you're planting and you're doing something and I'm going to see a harvest because I know that you're faithful to your word. Um, regardless of my expectations, you're faithful to complete your word. But the beautiful thing is the watchman, it says, will no longer have to warn the people. So there will be no enemies to warn them of, but he'll welcome them to meet the Lord. There's a welcoming. And so many of us, as we're traveling, like we're in this, maybe you've only been in this a year, but the process is so important because there's those that are coming that are going to need you to say, like, don't worry. Like, there's no enemies coming. Just come with me. I'm going to let, lead you to the Lord. There's going to be a leading to the Lord. He, we welcome them to the way because he's given us rest from our enemies. And that's what I really feel like, even just declaring over us today, like, de declaring that we will have rest from our enemies. Like, some of us have been battling, again, for a long time. But us as a people in a community, when we come together, Together, and we actually allow the Lord to lead us the way he's leading us, we can then come and say, come, there's a way, there's a higher way, there's a road, there's an ascension to meet with the Lord. Um, the Lord says, I'm gathering them, I'm gathering the people, there'll be a great assembly, even those who feel weak and disregarded, outcast and forgotten, 
The watchmen will be responsible to lead them to the Lord. Um, there's those that feel like they haven't had a place. Um, there's those that will come that feel like they don't have a purpose even in family. There are those that have even in a natural way haven't seen family done in the purest form. But yet it's our responsibility to actually lead them to the Lord in a pure way. To be family and to love them. Um, it says that they will come with weeping and prayers. Um, there are those that have been hurt, there, there's been pain, um, there's been trials, um, but yet it's, it's prayers that God's answering and leading them here. I know when we began to pray um, last year, when the Lord said that um, April showers are going to bring May flowers, and we began to pray and set our hearts upon the word of the Lord, whatever that meant, however he was doing it. Um, we knew there were people coming, but we didn't know all of them that were coming. Um, it's interesting because with weeping and prayers, like we begin to say, like God is sending us people because he trusts us with their life. Like there's people that are even in the midst of us, even in our community here that have gone through really difficult things by those that you wouldn't think they would have had to face it. Um, but yet he's calling us to be these people that can be the watchmen, that can be the weepers with them, that begin to find them in their pain, that can weep with them, mourn with them, but yet also draw them and lead them back to the Lord um, because he trusts us. He trusts us with their hearts. He trusts us with their lives. So let's be intentional about how we are being watchmen. Let's be intentional about how we are weeping with others because it's necessary again and those that are coming and those that are coming are carrying promise and there's those that are birthing promise it said that there are women who are coming um, with children and there are women who are coming to birth children um, I feel like there's purpose and there's destiny even in some of our lives um, that's necessary in the process of us just being who we are um, that would actually allow people to birth um, who they are things that the Lord has said things that they haven't seen come to past. Like it's our responsibility as a people to begin to see those things and to begin to nurture it and to be called it out and allow to see the birthing of the Lord happen. Like he's not going to bypass his people to perform his word. Like we're necessary in the process. Um, and the last one I just want to um, share is number five is reward and restoration. Um, it's interesting how it says you can stop crying now because the tears and the prayers have been heard. And it says that Rachel had to refrain from crying because there's reward and restoration for the cry, that the Lord actually heard her cry. And it's funny, like if we, if we track back, um, Rachel was the one who cried out to Jacob and the Lord to give me children. But now it's Rachel who's crying out to the Lord to return them back to the Lord. Um, so there's always a process that we have to go through. It's not always just one easy, quick fix, but like the, the prayers and the reward and restoration are, all, are mingled together. Um, he's a rewarder of those who would diligently seek him. Um, he's making us a strong people. Um, he's deeming us as strong, and together we will dance, sing, and praise. Together we will have joy, and instead of mourning, together we'll watch over one another. Because um, this is what the Lord says. Um, that we'll return, they will return from the land of the enemy because there's hope for their future. And in your children, they will return to their own territory. Um, we've multiple times talked about generations, how we feel like this is something that the Lord is wanting to carry upon generation to generation, that he wants to restore back those that have fallen away. Um, he wants repentance. He wants not humiliation and a shame, but he wants repentance. And he says that he will still remember them. So even as a people, like just to even allow the reward and the restoration to be those who are far off, like 
those who are not serving the Lord or where they need to be. Um, but then it goes into 21. It says, set up road marks for yourself, place guideposts, direct your mind to the highway by which you went. There's always a process. There's always things that we're going to have to be doing. It says, the Lord has created a new thing on the earth. A woman will shelter a man. That's not to say that men, women are going to be more powerful than the men. But I think like what it says to me is that there will be a powerful people. It's not just men. That's why I feel, I feel like really honored that they would allow me, you guys would allow my voice to even be up here. I'm, again, I'm not a preacher, but that you would allow my voice because it's not about being a strong woman to show yourself stronger than a man. It's that God is building strong people, strong families, strong children, strong inheritance. This is what he's after. It says that he will build something. He's the Lord of armies. And once again, they will speak this word in the land of Judah and its cities, and I will restore their fortunes. The Lord bless you, O place of righteousness, O holy hill. For I give plenty of water to the weary ones, and I refresh everyone who languishes. And again, Jeremiah awoke, and his sleep was pleasant. Um, so I just, that's really what I felt like to come and just to release over us. Um, because I feel like, again, we are all in different processes of the places that we are in, um, but yet if we all carry the word of the Lord, um, as we come together as a people, he'll be faithful um, to watch over his word and perform it. Um, and so I just even want to pray over us, um, those of us who are needing water, those of us who are weary, um, that the Lord would just even refresh us by his voice, by his word, um, that there is a way that he is leading us in, there is a way to produce righteous people, um, the wilderness is the way. Um, he's led us out of captivity into community. Um, he brings praise and allows us to plant. Um, from the, our lips, as we praise the Lord, we, be, we, will, we will be able to plant a reproducible people, um, something that will last from generations to generation. Um, we'll be watchmen and weepers, but not watchmen always watching for the enemy, but watchmen leading the weepers and those who are mourning by way to the Lord. Um, there's something beautiful about being able to see. That's not to say that things won't happen to us, but it's saying that we found something greater. That's what I loved about worship this morning. It was just simple adoration unto him. It was just get lost in him. Isn't he captivating? Isn't he cap fascinating? Isn't he beautiful? Um, and then there's reward and restoration. If you'll be faithful to the work, there's reward and there's restoration. Um, I know even in myself personally, I have my brother and my sister and my family here. Um, but what you guys don't know, for years I've been praying um, just even for my family, it's been really hard being someone planted where the Lord is asking you to plant and to be a family when I felt like my personal, natural family was so distant. We were all so distant and scattered. Um, but just even this year, the Lord has begun drawing us in. Um, he's been drawing us. So that's a, a personal word that the Lord has been performing as I've been faithful here. Like as we've been faithful here, again, as Mike encouraged everybody, if we will just give our time and attention, if we'll just give ourselves to the Lord in this way, he's faithful to the things that he says. He's faithful. He's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. He's faithful. Those who seek the kingdom first, all these other things will be given unto them. So I just want to pray for you guys. If we can just stand. Um, I'm not long-winded. That was it. <laughs> um. Covington, will you come back? 
But maybe there's those of us just, even where we are, that you've been feeling weary. Just even doing good, you've been feeling weary. It's been difficult to even process the word of the Lord at times because maybe your expectations have been formed around what his word has said. Maybe it's been difficult because you've been traveling the road of the wilderness. You know it's the way of the Lord, but it's just dry, it's weary. Maybe you've been in a place of captivity and death was even surrounding you there but you haven't necessarily found the grace in the wilderness with the community that you've been called to. Maybe you've not been vulnerable enough to open up and your heart has been crying out like, Lord, help me to open up, to be vulnerable to a community, to a people that are traveling with me, Lord, to be in order to bring healing, in order to rebuild, in order to allow you the work that needs to be done, Lord. Maybe your praise, you feel like it's been robbed from you. It's been difficult to actually offer up a sacrifice of praise. I actually heard that song even in worship, the old school song, we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. But maybe it's an actual sacrifice of praise. And maybe that's what the Lord desires. He desires your sacrifice. He sees the sacrifice and he sees if you would just be obedient to offer up the praise that he will answer. Maybe you're in a place where it's like, Lord, I know there's seed in the ground. I know there's been a planting, but God, I'm getting weary. There's tears that have been cried. Lord, I haven't seen the harvest yet. I haven't seen the things, Lord, that I know that you've sown by your word. Maybe you're a watchman, but maybe you're a watchman who's, who's only seen the enemy. Maybe you're a watchman on the wall who's just seen the onslaught of the enemy coming and crashing in on those that you've been walking with, on yourself, on your family. But it says that the watchman will lead them to the way of the Lord. So maybe there's just a higher perspective that we need to see as watchmen. There's a higher perspective that we need to see as watchmen on the wall because we can weep with those who weep and we can mourn with those who mourn, those who are carrying the spirit of heaviness. We can put on the garment of praise for them. And God, together as a people, Lord, we wanna see the reward and the restoration. Lord, the reward is you. Lord, the reward is what you're after. God, we are your reward. Lord, our faithfulness to the process is your reward. So Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your reward requires restoration. Lord, your reward requires the restoration of all those in the family. Lord, your reward requires the restoration, Lord, of those, Lord, that we've had to cry out for in the beginning. Lord, maybe the beginning cry was, Lord, give me your word and your word was performed and it was given, but then, Lord, maybe it slipped away. Maybe it feels like the word is really far from us. But God, I thank you, Lord, that you desire to restore all things unto yourself. And so this morning, I just pray for all of us here. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I, I pray for all of us here. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you're marking us as a people. God, that you've called us as a people. 
Lord, even in our weakness and our brokenness, wherever we are, Lord, you have called us here. Lord, whether we're bearing or we're bearing, Lord, whether we're barren, Lord, or we're bearing children, whether we're birthing, Lord, those things that you have said, God, I thank you, Lord, that you've called us together. Lord, you've called us here to take ownership for one another. God, I thank you, Lord, that you are the good shepherd who watches over his sheep and his flock. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that all we have to do is just stick together and stick to your words, stick to the things that you have called us to, stick to one another. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your presence is the central piece to everything that we do. Lord, I thank you that your presence is the binder, Lord, that keeps us in place of what we're doing. So God, I ask you even now, Holy Spirit, that you come and refresh our hearts. I ask you even now, Holy Spirit, that you would revive our hearts. God, I ask you, Holy Spirit, Lord, for your word to penetrate Lord, even the deepest places, Lord. I ask you for your word to come in like a flood, Lord, just to bring in, begin to bring water to the dry and the weary and the thirstiness of our souls, oh God. Lord, I pray that we would not become weary and doing good because you're interested in reaping harvest, harvest unto your name, harvest unto your glory. So Lord, we bring ourselves as a sacrifice. We bring ourselves as a sacrifice. Lord, if praise is what is required, praise is what we will bring. If thanksgiving is what is required, thanksgiving is what we will bring. And so God, I pray, Lord, that you would break off any laziness, any intimidation, any heaviness, anything that is keeping us from giving you everything, God, just as it is even encouraged from Stephen, God, from bringing you everything that you deserve, God. We thank you that you are the worthy one. We thank you that you are the one that is worth it. We thank you that you are the lamb who was slain. Lord, I thank you for the ability, Lord, to practice, Lord, even what we preach and declare and proclaim even today. I thank you, Lord, that your grace is even here resting on us to practice what we are going to do for all eternity. Because reward and restoration belongs to the Lord. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. I just... Um, as we even close out, I'm gonna turn it over to Mike, but if there's anybody in the room, again, us journeying as a people requires one another. Um, and if there's anybody in the room that just, the word of the Lord, um, it's become weary to you, whether it's personally or it has to do with the house. Um, if the word of the Lord has become weary, um, if you've been in a place where it's like, Lord, I don't see it, Lord, if. If you're in a place where it just seems like praise is difficult because heaviness is real, um, I just wanna I just wanna call you up, um, and so we can surround one another and just begin to pray because the Lord is after something, and I know I really want to see it. I really want to see what the Lord wants to do with us and in us. I know there's a great harvest. I know seed has been planted time and time again. So if we can just join our faith, join with one another, regardless of where we are at in the process, just to lay hands and be encouragement to one another. If that is you, I just wanna call you up now. If it's not, we can close out. You're awesome. Just wait a minute, if there's anybody else. Yeah, just begin to pray in the spirit. We're a family, we're a body, we're a believers. It's difficult to be vulnerable. It's difficult. 
at times just to, even in front of family just to bring our hearts and lay them before each other it's difficult but there's so much freedom and beauty if we could just be this to one another yeah so there's many 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 that have come up if we can now everyone that's left just begin to come up and surround them and just be led by the Spirit. Again, we're all being led in different ways. We all have encouragement to speak in different ways. We all have prayers to pray in different ways. We've all experienced trial. We've all experienced testing. We've all experienced these things. And it's the encouragement and the testimony of one another that allows the blood of the Lamb to be redeemed and allows the blood of the Lamb to be amongst us as a people.